Welcome back, Surly Talk Sports Season 5, Episode 9, another humdinger of a Friday, and boy, am I fizz for this week's episode. The feedback on the Josh Curran interview, if you haven't listened yet, check it out, Surly Talks Warriors, lucky enough to be joined by the mulleted man, and what an absolute legend that bloke is. The feedback, she's been unreal, got shared by the NRL Roast, the Rugby League Guru, as well as the Warriors fan pages, so shit, she really has blown up, and it's great to see everyone is loving seeing a more relaxed and casual side to our Warriors boys. And thank you all for the unreal feedback and support. Absolutely loving it. A huge episode lined up for next week, so stay tuned. He's definitely one of the biggest names in the NRL at the moment. No teasers, but I think you might be able to work it out from there. On this week's episode, got plenty to cover. We're going to talk some rugby league, God's game, of course. Bit of super rugby. I'll chuck some grassroots footy chat in there as well. Up the mighty coat. A big win last weekend and a huge game tomorrow. Then we're going to talk a bit of UFC and, of course, can't not talk the Masters at the moment. The event that is on everyone's lips. Then I'll get into my best bets and, of course, the old Q&A. So without further ado, Plenty to get into, so let's rip in. Right, the NRL God's Game, of course, round four, got underway last Thursday night. Already touched on that one, won't focus on it too much. Fucking woeful game of rugby league. Finished up, though, with the Titans coming away with the win. Eight points to six. Then on your fuck it Friday, we had two quality games. Four of the competition front runners early doors going at it. We had the Sharks up against the Knights. This one was a real multi-killer for me. I made the mistake of loading up on the Knights. I thought with Ponga back and the Saifidi brothers back in the mixer that the boys from the castle were going to be too strong for the men from the Shire. But boy, was I wrong. Nico Hines is here on point once again. And the baby right. Big Talakai absolutely ran amok in the centres for the Cronulla Sharks. And they came away with a convincing win, 18 points to nil. Fair to say they're the real deal in 2022. Then following that, the defending champs, they kept their unbeaten record alive with a big 26 points to 12 win over the Bunnies. Good to see Nathan Cleary back in the saddle. And boy, does this Panthers side just look more and more positive polished every week. Then on your Super Saturday, a triple header, pretty run-of-the-mill stuff from the NRL these days, and that is why it is the greatest game on planet Earth. We had, of course, our boys getting the win, 20 points to six against the Broncos, and what was a massive performance from the lads. The first 40 minutes was clinical, textbook footy, you love to see it. SJ back in the saddle, running the cutter, two early meet pies as well to Jesse Arthurs. Not just a good-looking guy, but a bloody great footballer, and shit, is he in good form at the moment. There's rumours that we're trying to get him out of his last year at the Broncos and sign him up at the club, so fingers crossed that that is actually the truth, and we can get young Jesse in the mix. That would be huge fizz. But a great shift from him against the side he's actually on loan from, and then Reese Walsh, of course, ex-Broncos boy, absolutely ripping and tearing, which was great 
great to see. I thought our forwards were extremely dominant in the middle. Adam Fenor, Blake, Maddie Lodge putting in another massive shift. I think that was Lodgy's best performance in a Warriors jersey. And AFB was clearly the man of the match for me. A massive performance from our skipper. We lost our way a little bit in the last 20 minutes, I think. Plenty of opportunities to pile on more points. It seemed like we'd put the queue in the rack and we were happy to just finish at 20 points to six. Would have loved to have seen a couple late meat pies to get us in that 30 zone and really ram it home. But in the end, a massive win. Two from two and a game that we really did need to secure. I think if we can beat these teams that look like they're going to hover around that nine to 16 rank, then we'll well and truly be playing finals footy. And speaking of finals footy, currently sitting in seventh, you beauty, top eight is where we belong. And you best believe we're coming for the championship this year. Then following that, we had Manly. They hosted the Raiders. Ricky Stewart's men going down again, 25 points to six. This win could have come at a big cost, though, for Manly. Of course, Tommy T ruled out with an MCL. They're saying four weeks. I think it'll be more likely six, given his injury history and how much Manly and New South Wales will want to be protecting him for the future. So a big loss for Manly, but a great win for them. Then your final game of your Saturday was the Chooks. They flew up to Townsville to take on the Cowgirls. And in the end, she was one-way traffic, 28 points to four. The Roosters with an impressive win. The Cowboys, they've been up and down. Hard to get a gauge on them. Unfortunately they for them, they lost the hammer as well to injury. One of their best attacking threats. But again, you never wish injury on anyone. But shit, great timing with that game happening tonight, of course. But we'll get on to that soon. Then your final games for the round with the Storm taking on the Bulldogs. They ended up absolutely pounding them into the earth. 44 points to nil. Ryan Pappenhausen, little Paps, the mulleted menace, absolutely running amok. Scored 30 points of his own, four meat pies and 14 off the boot. He actually outscored every team in the competition by himself except for the Parramatta Seals. So a huge shift from Lil Puppy and the Storm well and truly firing on all cylinders. Then as mentioned, the Eels, they put the Dragons to the sword. The old Red V, 48 points to 14. She's trouble at the mill early door for St. George. They started the season well, of course, getting the dub over us although we don't talk about that game anymore, even though I just brought it up. But since then, Anthony Griffin, he's made some interesting choices. Bench Tyrell Sloan and Amone, two of the young guns for this week's game, well and truly backfired. A real fuck it football play from him, and she blew up in his face. Eels look bloody good, to be fair. Great to see Dylan Brown absolutely carving it up in the halves, and Mitchell Moses doing the same. Those two are attacking weapons when they decide to rip in. Which leads us, of course, into round five. Kicked off last night, Thursday night footy. Knights hosting the Manly Seagulls. And the talk all week was that Manly, without Tommy T, were probably going to get put to the sword like they did without him for most of last year. But to their credit, Des Hasler, he had them ripping and rearing, ready to go. And they came away with a huge win, 30 points to six, and absolute thumping from the Knights at home. 
game. And it's got me thinking maybe the Knights, they're not one of the competition front runners. The first two rounds, they started off with a hiss and a roar. Of course, a big win against the Chooks. Then they backed it up with a solid performance and a loss to Penrith. But since then, the last couple weeks, she's been downhill stuff. I think they probably ruined a few multis last night as well. I made the executive decision to stay away from this game. And in the end, it was a smart one. Moving through on to tonight, Friday night footy. How good is that? And boy, have the rugby league gods treated us. 8 p.m. kickoff. Our boys, the Mighty Wars, taking on the North Queensland Cows at home again. Morton Daly Stadium. Hopefully, another sellout and the Dolphins locals get out there for what should be an absolute ripper of a clash. And there's three changes to the seven team that bet the Broncos last weekend. Unfortunately, Jazz Tavanga, he picked up a two-week suspension for a dangerous contact charge coming in late on the knees. Unfortunate stuff. I've been really impressed with Jazz so far this year. And speaking of unfortunate, big Ben Murdoch Masilla, he's been ruled out as well with a leg injury sustained just 18 minutes into his return last weekend. I'm a big fan of Big Ben. Not only does he make great pies, but shit, he's a fearless bloke, loves a carry and does put fear in the opposition. So it was a real bummer to see him go down after that hip drop tackle, a real dirty play and just something we don't need to see in the game. The big decision for me will come closer to kickoff. Captain Adam Fanua Blake, he's in doubt after picking up a knock against the Broncos last week. He has been named on an extended bench the latest on him I've seen is that he's more of a chance to play now than he has been all week they've said he needed to get through all his trainings he has up until today one more final session for him to tick the boxes and he'll be out there so fingers crossed we need him in the middle running amok up against the likes of this big Cowboys pack and a big Cowboys pack it is the likes of Jason Taumalolo, Jordan McLean, Nanai, Tanua Brown, the ex-warrior. These guys confront it with the best of them in the business. Chuck in the mix, a couple more ex-warriors and Peter Hicku and Chad Townsend. And no doubt the cows will have plenty to play for. And another name that we need to keep our eyes on, of course, Valentine Holmes. Absolutely ripping and tearing at the moment and playing good footy. So no doubt Nathan Brown and co have come up with a solid plan for him. But for me, I see this result going one way and one way only. And that's three on the trot for our boys and another famous win. Looking forward to seeing another week in the saddle for our spine. Walshy, CHT, SJ and Wade Egan. Can't wait to see those four combine again. The more time they spend together, the more they work each other out is only positives. And shit and huge fizz have been added to the Warriors media list. I get in on the Zoom press conferences now. Haven't quite plucked up the courage to ask a question. I've left that to the big dogs at the New Zealand Herald News Hub etc but in the coming weeks I might find my nuts and start chucking some real spanners in the works in the mix but SJ this week was just saying that things can only get better for our young halves pairing he's just working out how the other boys play little cues on when he can attack off the back of them and once that all clicks 
we are all on for young and old. So expecting a big win, another big performance, hopefully similar to that first half shift we put in last week. Clinical, composed, do the damage early, up the guts, through the middle, and score some great meat pies out wide. Montoya and co. finding the white line should be a regular occurrence. So up the mighty was and can't wait to sink my teeth into tonight's game. Should be a doozy. Then following that, we have the Broncos taking on the Chooks. I think the Chooks are going to be well and truly too strong there. Broncos are at home, but they're without Payne Haas. Boy, he's proven to be a real pain in the house if you have him in fantasy. He's been stood down for two weeks for his little altercation with Albert Kelly. Didn't look like there was much in it. Probably been exaggerated by the media. Rumours are it started because Albert Kelly stood on his new shoes. If that's the case, then shit, he needs to grow up. No doubt, though, a few Darren Froffiers have been consumed. The boys were rolled up after a loss. And hey, it's six more in my books. Do the time for his crime. And he will will be well and truly missed Roosters 13 plus then on your super Saturday another triple header Raiders versus the Storm gonna have to back the Storm in there I think they'll be too strong even though the green machine are at home Melbourne just have that next level in them that'll be too much for the Canberra milk then following that the Bunnies taking on the St George Dragons a real grudge match these two sides, they play for the Charity Shield in preseason, so no doubt both will be fired up. I'm backing the bunnies in, and a little fun stat for you, Latrell. He's scored against the Dragons in every time he's played them except for one game. I think he's nine meat pies from ten games, so if you're having a flutter tonight on the TAB, I'd be going bunnies 13+, plus into Latrell any time for some extra value there. Then your final game of Super Saturday, the Titans. They host the Parramatta Seals. And I think, again, one-way traffic, para should be too good. The Titans, though, no doubt they'll be fired up to improve on last week's fucking woeful shift. Then to round out the round, two games that I think should be 13-pluses, the Sharks. They take on the boys from Tigertown, and shit, do they need a win, but it's not a good time to be playing the men from Cronulla. Red-hot form, and I see this as a 13-plus, of course. And then following that, the Dogs, they host the Panthers. Panthers going to be well and truly too strong. I expect them to win and wins comfortably in that 30-plus margin. Again, if you're punting, get on young Tago to score a meaty, paying $2. He's scored in every game so far, so that's massive overs for me, and it should be a great day for the men from the foot of the mountain. So to me, a lot of these results look pretty straightforward, but anything can happen in God's game. We all know that. The famous rugby league upset could be on the way and looking forward to tuning in to another grouse weekend of rugby league. Right, time to talk some super rugby now. Round seven, of course, got underway last weekend. Kicked off Friday night, the Crusaders. They hosted the Landers down there in the Garden City. The Crusaders going into this one, massive favourites. Not many people gave the Landers a sniff, and neither did I, to be fair. But boy, did the Spate soldiers show up. And shit, they were certainly had their opportunities 
couple missed penalty goals, as well as a kick to touch that went dead in goal. And this game was well and truly theirs for the taking. Probably should have been a draw, to be fair. In the end, though, Scott Robinson's men too strong, and they hang on. Hardly a vintage Crusaders win, but they'll bank the points. And for the Landers, it's one of those close wins where you can take plenty of confidence from it, but you'd also be bloody frustrated to not come away with the result. So still winless, but no doubt they'll be looking forward to tonight's game to hopefully tick their first box in the W column. Then on your Super Sati, we had the Blues taking on the Moana Pacifica in the Battle of Tamaki Makoro, the city of sales, and she was the Blues, the home side, coming away with the win, 46 points to 16. The score probably doesn't do the game credit. I thought Moana gave it a bloody good crack. They started both halves with a real hiss and a roar. They're up 6-0 at one stage, but they just couldn't turn all their dominant territory and possession into points. And in the end, the Blues just too strong across the park. A real contentious moment in this game. Old Caleb Clark going up for a charge down, clocked the Moana winger in the face with his knee, got a red card for it, ended up with a three-week suspension. I think that's a bit bloody harsh. Watching the replay, he only had eyes for the ball, but it was certainly a dramatic play, and I think the way that they landed really did make this seem a lot worse than what it was. So tough times for Caleb, an interesting decision from the referees, but the Blues roll on, and up the Blues, they will not lose. Then on your Super Sunday, Sunday Arvo footy, and shit, if this wasn't the perfect advertisement for why we should have Sunday games every week, then I'm not fucking here. What a game, what a performance from both sides. The Chiefs, they flew down to the capital and came away with a win against the Swirls. 30 points to 29, but she was bums on seats for the full 80 minutes. The Canes, they came back in the last 10 with a hiss and a roar. Adi Savia, a quick tap, took on the whole Chiefs four-pack and scored a late meaty. Great to see. TJ Pirinata, he also scored another try to take him to 57. That's the Hurricanes record. And for a halfback, not a noted position for try scoring, he absolutely loves a meat pie. The Chiefs, though, another strong shift from them. Oh, Peter Gus thought he was outstanding, and Josh Ioane certainly did bring the razzle in the 10 jersey. And a huge win for the Chiefs, keeping them well and truly up the top in the playoff half. Which leads us through now into round eight, gets underway tonight in a game that I think is going to be a bloody interesting clash to be fair. The Highlanders, they host the Moana down there in the Sistema lunchbox and the bookies are giving the Moana men absolutely no chance and we all know that an underdog side is a dangerous side and the Landers of course Desperate for their first win, but shit, are they susceptible to an upset here. Moana, they're paying $7 head-to-head, $9 to 12 and the line is plus 20 and a half. If you're winning by over 20, that's class as a good old-fashioned rugby union dicking in my books. So I think they'd be doing well, and I'm absolutely going to jump on that. 
But as mentioned, the Landers, they'll be fired up looking to get their first win. Ethan De Groot comes back in the front row, and that's a huge addition for them. No doubt they'll be targeting the Moana at set-piece time. So expect a big shift from this fiery Landers pack. The back line, she's pretty much unchanged. Plenty of razzle in there, so no doubt they'll be looking for a few meat pies. For the Moana Pacifica, great to see Big Bunty Latero Tolai come back in in the hooker jersey. Loves a trial for all, so he's got to be in your calculations. And also great to see Danny Tuala and Levi Almore, that midfield pairing. Boy, are they lethal when they lace up together. So no doubt Tony Brown has had plenty of work game planning for them this weekend. Another name to keep your eye on, Big Tim Tavatavanawai on the wing. An absolute brick of a human. Mentioned him last week. Had an outstanding game. He's up against the young Palangi Rooster and Sam Gilbert. So could be a big day at the office for old Gilbs with big Timmy T charging down his channel. I think this game's going to be close and I'll be taking the line on this one, the plus 20 and a half. Then on your Super Saturday, two Barnstormer back-to-back -back games. Can't wait to rip into these. The first one, the Hurricanes. They host the Crusaders. The Crusaders have rolled out a full all-black backline. Braden Enor, he's back in the mix in the 13, which means, unfortunately, one of the form players of the competition Leicester, he drops to the bench. Shit, what a luxury they have there. Then add back into the mix, big Pablo Matera in the sixth jersey, forming a deadly loose trio with Blackadder and Cullen Grace and Manda the Cruisers just tick all the boxes every week. For the Canes, she's a couple changes yet again. They got the young fella on debut in the six, TK Howden, excited to see how he goes, and Josh Morby. He gets promoted to the starting lineup in the 15 jersey ahead of Ruben Love. She's another weekend in the saddle at the 12 jersey for Bitcoin Barrett and his combination with the 9 and 8, Savia and Perinara will no doubt be key to the Swirls chances. I'm going to have to back the Crusaders there. Do think it could be a 1 to 12, maybe a 13 plus. I'll go 1 to 12. Why not? And Severis for an anytime meat pie. That boy loves a five-pointer. Then following that game, we have the Chiefs hosting the Blues in the Battle of Pocono rematch. This time, though, the Blues head down the highway past the mighty Waikato River and in to FMG Stadium. And in great news for the Blues, Bodie Barrett, he's recovered from his latest head knock to wear the 10 jersey. Stephen Pitafeta, oh, please add Feta, one of the form players of the competition at the moment. He shifts to the 15 jersey, so that'll be good to see how those two combine. Of course, unfortunately, Caleb Clark mentioned earlier the three-week ban for dangerous contact. So Jacob Ratamavuki Nepkins comes in on the right wing for him. For the Chiefs, a few changes for them as well. Josh Lord, he comes back into the starting lineup, of course, all black lock. So a handy addition there. Bryn Gatland, he comes in at fly half. Thought Josh Ioani was strong, but Gatlin runs a good cutter as well. So they got two great options there. Also, Alex Nankerville, an interesting call. He gets the nod in the 12 jersey. Quintupaya drops back to the Rimu. And Caleb Trask, he comes back in in the 15. I think this is going to be a heck of a clash. The Blues paying $2.05 head-to-head at the tab. For me, that's massive overs, considering how down to the wire I think this game could go. 
know. And saying that, though, I think the Chiefs at home might just be too strong. But for me, this is a real 50-50 pick So I'd encourage going the line either side or maybe even an alternative line of, say, Blues plus seven because I think whoever wins, it's going to be in that one to seven margin and should be a hissing clash. So really looking forward to this one. Saturday night double header, you fucking beauty, and up the Super Rugby. Right, UFC time, another huge card of kick-punch action, and boy am I fizzing for this one on the Sunday afternoon. An absolutely stacked lineup featuring the likes of Hamzat Shamav, Gilbert Verns, Jan Sterling rematch, the Korean Zombie, and Volk going at it. So she's going to be all go in an absolute world-class display of UFC action. Those three fights are the main ones for me. I'm looking forward to seeing Hamzat in. You'd probably have to back him to get the submission on Gilbert Burns, and that's where my money will be going. Then the Sterling Yarn rematch is going to be huge. Of course, this fight, she got stopped the first time they t- took each other on. Old Yarn was all over him, absolutely pounding the brain cells out of him. Then he'd need him in the head when he was on the ground. An illegal move, of course, and the fight got called off. Sterling awarded the victory. These two. They have a genuine hatred for each other and Jan is an extremely bad man. So looking forward to this. Should be action galore as the bantamweights often are and what a co-main event that is going to be. Would have to back Jan to get the win there. Then in the main event for the featherweight title, we have the Aussie Pitbull, the Volk, Alexander Volkanovsky taking on the Korean Zombie. Probably the only fighter who gets named on the card purely with his nickname, the Korean Zombie. That is not, in fact, the name on his birth certificate, I'd imagine. But it's great to see him making the most of that nickname he's been given. I think the Volk, he's going to be too strong in this one. Heard him on the Hello Sport podcast. An absolute doozy, that one. If you haven't checked it out, make sure you tune in. But he sat down with the lads. He was saying he feels the best he's ever felt and of course every fighter's gonna say that no one's gonna say I feel like absolute shit hitting into this one and I think I'm gonna get slapped but he did say feeling grouse feeling dangerous and that he's in the best form of his career so I'm backing him to get the win he reckons in rounds two or three won't go any further than three so should be some good odds on that and fingers crossed the Volk can defend his title and up Alexander the Great hopefully another dub for him up the UFC and how good's a Sunday Arvo scrap Right, time for a bit of Masters chat and of course got underway this morning and what a week of build-up it's been. Tiger Woods rocks up at Augusta, sizzle play and the sporting world gets thrown into chaos. Everyone tuning in. Sky Sport showing him for hours in the lead-up just on the practice range, punishing some Bridgestones down the fairway. No one can quite draw a crowd like old Tiger and boy did he deliver on the hype today as well. When I last 
checked. He'd just finished his round. He was sitting in tie for eighth. He might have slipped down now with Lad still playing today. But what a massive shift from him. And I think the key to his success will be whether his body can hold out the full four days. But great to see him back out there. Doesn't look like he's skipped a beat. And man, can he still handle a shaft with the best of them. Great to also see my pre-tournament pick, someone I loaded up on at the TM Biscuits, the great Cam Smith, the mulleted man, currently tied for first, although Dustin Johnson hot on his tail, so she's bloody tight early doors. Unfortunately, old Cam had a bit of a shocker on the 18th, dropped a couple shots, but he finished four under, which is a great shift. And of course, a friend of the show, Sam Pinfold, he's carrying his bags, a great Kiwi lad. So that's enough right there to get behind him and chuck your hard-earned pennies on him. Fingers crossed the young Roos can stick at it and be right in the mixer come the final day where she well and truly is anyone's game. So up the mighty Masters. She's the one tournament in golf that everyone should watch. $11.5 million prize money. And boy, do they know how to run a cutter out there at Augusta. And can't wait to sink my teeth into this over the weekend. And Masters Monday, she's up there with Mad Monday. Should be a fucking doozy. Right, time now for Surly's Best Bets, where of course I cast my eye over the weekend of Sport Ahead and highlight a few options that I like the look of to hopefully earn some pennies at the TAB. And of course, this segment is brought to you by the legends at the TAB. Bloody good to have them on board. And as per usual, if you're having a go this weekend, you're having a punt, please do so responsibly and always gamble within your means. For this week's options, for the NRA, I've gone with a bit of a play it safe multi. I mentioned earlier that I thought six or seven of these results this weekend should be a given, although you can't chuck the house on rugby league because anything is possible. But for me, this is a great chance to get the balance looking nice, build up a bit of a kitty for next weekend and go a little more risky when the time comes. So I've gone the Roosters, the Storm, the Bunnies, the Eels, the Panthers and the Sharks all head to head when you chuck them all together you can get a decent return there you can boost the odds a little if you like by backing in a few to get the 13 plus win probably the panthers and the sharks your safest options there but like i mentioned play it safe bank the cash and hopefully move on then if you're feeling a little dangerous like i often am you can chuck a bit of a try score a multi in the mix as well and i've gone with young tago paying two dollars an absolute steal there, the centre for the Penrith Panthers. Then I've gone Latrell Mitchell to score against the Dragons. He's paying $2.40, as mentioned. Loves a media against the Red V, so he's got to be in your calculations. And then probably the most risky of the three, Mitchell Moses at four bucks to score against the Titans. He scored a couple last weekend. He's in some great form, and I don't see why he can't dot down again. Chuck a tenner on that and ride at home, love a try scorer multi, really does add another element to God's game. Then in your rugby union, I like that Moana line, 20 plus, I think that's just way too generous, it's currently paying $1.84, so 
bank that. If you're feeling dangerous, you could go Moana, 1 to 12 at $9. All the landers, 1 to 12. That's paying good as well. The bookies really are all in on a blowout. So let's hope the Moana men come to play under the roof at the Sistema lunchbox. Should be perfect conditions in there for razzle-dazzle rugby. So hopefully that suits them down to a T. Then across the ditch for your second game, I've gone the force 1-12 to against the Rebels. The Rebels, they've been improvers for me over the past few weeks. Coming in fresh off the bye as well. I do like the force though. They're a gritty team and they never really blow teams out. So $2.90 for them. 1 to 12, I think is great value there. For your ponies, we got up last week on Nature Strip. The old Randwick J Mac combo treated us. Nature Strip with the win. So I've gone to that same duo again. This week, she's Randwick Race 9. J Mac on board, Colette, the number one horse, paying $3.80 on the nose. She loves the wet and it's been pissing down over there. Races well on this track, and the ride up says, It'll take some beating, so that's enough to convince me. Chuck, Colette in your multi. Then on the golf, loaded up on the Masters. Unfortunately, a bit late for some of you, but the TAB were running another bonus back promo where if you placed a pre-tournament outright winner bet, your guy doesn't win, but he finishes in the top 20. You got your money back in bonus bets, which is huge fizz, and it was a great chance to load up on the one and only Tiger Woods. Chasing the fairy tale finish, paying 41 bucks. You'd hope he can finish top 20. He's on track to do so at the moment. So I had a little look at that. Worst comes to worst, you get your bonus back. I also went on Cam Smith to win the thing outright, paying $16. A few of the Masters power plays, they also caught my eye. To go to a playoff hole, $4.00. Often these tournaments come down to just the one shot, and I like the look of that. She's already bloody close at the top, $4 overs for me. And then I also went on Cam Smith and Scotty Scheffler to both finish in the top 10, paying sixes. Those were my master's punts, if you were interested. For the UFC, old Volk, he's a short favourite, paying $1.11 head-to-head. So if you like the zombies' chances, if you're feeling brave there, $5.90 for him to get the win. That's great money and back yourself in there. But I'll be on Team Volk, that's for sure. It's hard to guess how he'll get the finish, in my opinion, as he says he truly is well-rounded at the moment. But he did say he'd be shooting for the submission win in either rounds two or three. So based off that, I've gone round two, Volk, to get the win via any method, paying $11. If you want to go big via submission round two, paying 41 of the best, you'd be the bookie's worst nightmare if you pulled that off, and that would be huge. If you want a UFC multi, I'd go Volk into Yarn, into Hamza, all to get the dubs, and fingers crossed, that one comes through for you. Could be another great kitty builder. So for the Magic Multi, I've gone Tago to score for the Panthers. Moana, plus 20 and a half. Cam Smith, top 10. And Colette to place at Randwick. Safe as houses stuff. Fingers crossed. And hopefully we can go one better than last week. She lost by a leg. Oh, so close. Real bees dick in it. But fingers crossed, this weekend is the week 
we pull her off. So up the TAB. Again, if you're having a punt, do so responsibly, but enjoy it. And all the best for this weekend. Right, she's Q&A time. Massive fizz to rip into these ones. Got a few doozies here as well as an audio one, which we'll finish up with from one of the greats. And the first one comes through from Josh Cook. And he says, you're playing at 15. You're on the end of a mispass. What's your gut reaction telling you to do? And yeah, look, that's a great question. Have been wearing the 15 jersey lately for the mighty coat. Found myself in a lot more space than I'm used to. Shit, you rack up the Ks in the 15. The old legs well and truly feeling it. But boy, is it bloody fun to have your hands on the pill in some space. Look, if I'm on the end of a miss ball and she's all on, you got to do the old goosey normally though she's a signal of a gear change i struggle to find fifth gear these days but i'd still rip it out for show then try pin the old ears back that was always john searle's best advice go hard and see what happens i do have a great saying though and that is if in doubt kick it out so if i'm not sure if i'm in two minds Dropping it on the old right boot, putting your laces through a seed is always a great option and it's hard to go wrong with a great nudge to the corner. So cheers for your question there, Cookie, mate. Lacing up for the mighty coat tomorrow yourself, so go well, son. Looking forward to seeing that fancy footwork, the poor man's Chris Brown, and hopefully you flatten a few blokes as well and live up to your nickname, the Samoan Scissors, and go well, horse. The next question comes through from Josh Grace and it says score prediction for Monday's belter of a clash. Man City taking on Liverpool. I'm saying 2-1 to City. And yeah, look, your prediction doesn't fucking surprise me, mate. A clear one-eyed City fan and it's not going to surprise you that I think you're dead wrong. A massive clash has huge ramifications this game but I'm backing in the mighty pool. We're on an absolute roll at the moment. We're clearly the best football side in the world, if not the universe, and I think nothing changes come Monday. I'm going to pick the same margin, 2-1, but I'm going to the mighty. You'll never walk alone, boys. So up the pool. Should be a doozy, though, and looking forward to messaging you post the game. No doubt there'll be plenty of chat firing back and forward. Your next question comes through from one of the greats, young Mitchell Ryan, now applying his trade over there in Sydney, playing shoot shield footy. Hope you're going well, big horse. And he says, do the All Blacks take a young player like an Anton Segner on the tour this year? And look, that's an interesting question. Young Anton, of course, he's the German prodigy lacing up for the Blues at the moment. Looks to be the goods certainly ticks all the boxes and shit does he seem like a nice bloke definitely has the makings of all black material and I do think come the end of year tour they'll look to take an apprentice although keep in mind Rugby World Cup next year so they might look to bank those playing spots in particular on guys that they see well and truly in the running to play that tournament but Signa certainly wouldn't be a bad shout I think Joshy Lord will be back in that role again this 
Garcia. They love him. Sheer size of the bloke means that he has to be in your mixer. Plenty of good young loose forwards and forwards going around at the moment as well. Loving the look of that Arcoy out of the Chiefs. He brings something different into the dynamic. And then Cullen Grace, of course, he has been in the All Blacks fold before, but he's another one pushing for big honours. And of course, the great Peter Gassuakula. So plenty of loose forward options for the ABs. Will be interesting to see where they go. And cheers for your question there, Mitch. Hopefully a big win for you in tomorrow's clash. The next one comes through from another absolute legend in Jason Pardipper. And he says, how long before we get to see you singing alongside the likes of Dave Dobbin? And I think this one is in reference to that clip that went viral this week of Nathan Cleary, Bam Bam Tuivasa, Tyson Pedro singing in that Drink West commercial, belting out a Shannon Knoll song. And then in comes Big Shan Dog wearing his wife beater and denim jeans as per usual and absolutely bouts out a solo what a clip that was have to say Nathan Cleary what can't this kid do he's the songbird of our generation man does he have some pipes on him and the bloopers from that video were fucking hilarious if you haven't checked it out yet head to the drink west instagram that's a beer that those three lads have brought out but bloody good stuff and look I'd love to get up on stage with Dave Dobbin he'd be up there to be fair though I think the ultimate honor for me would be singing the Warriors famous run out the tunnel song as the boys charge out onto Mount Smart July 3rd their first game back imagine it the crowds are packed and there's Surly in the middle with the microphone singing savage feet Timmy trumpet freaks a massive honor so fingers crossed the guys at Warriors HQ are listening and if you are I'll start warming up the pipes now because I think that could be absolute scene so cheers for your question there Jace and have a good weekend you absolute roost your final question she's an audio one coming through from one of the true great New Zealanders Curtis Reed so let's rip into this should be an absolute doozy Konnichiwa, Surly. How the hell are you, mate? Miss you the bits and all the other Coke boys. Hope you're doing well. I uh, just wanted to ask you um, how you feel about the ABs. Sevens going into Singapore this weekend. Um, what, are your, what are your picks on their placings, mate? And uh, how do you think they'll match up against likes of South Africa? They seem to be in, in form the last few tournaments. Anyway, cheers, mate. And look, great question there, Rito, and shit, it's good to hear from you. The voice, she's sounding croaky as fuck, and I have it on good authority that you've just wrapped up a cheeky three-day bender. So, man, can we hear it on you? You sound like a bit of a defeated human, but always good to hear from one of the greats. And look, a great question there, and boy, is it good to see the New Zealand Sevens team back on the world circuit. They've been locked up at home, just playing against each other and training for the past couple years because of COVID of course has meant we couldn't fly over and travel the Singapore Sevens should be an absolute beauty though and I'm really looking forward to seeing how our young bucks go friend of the show Brady Rush 
He's in the mix as well as Caleb Tangato, one of the great Westlake ex-boys, as well as Moses Leo as well. Current Harbour Heat and Takapuna star and shit can he go when you give him time and space. So looking forward to seeing those three absolutely rip and tear and looking forward to watching the Kiwis. Of course, your usual suspects, they'll be right in the mix. Your Fijis and your South Africans, they'll be tough to beat. New Zealand, we're in a pool with Argentina and South Africa, so it's going to be tough to top the pool, but we will get a great indication of how the boys are tracking early doors in the tournament, which is always good stuff. So keep your eyes tuned for the results from that. I'll be posting them up throughout the weekend and up the mighty New Zealand Sevens, boys, and go well, lads. No doubt you're tuning in. So great to hear from you, Rito. Hope the Japanese yen is treating you well and you're ripping into those high-strength bears sounds like you've done a number on yourself and enjoy the recovery horse hopefully blue powerades are a thing over there and we can talk to you again soon right that's all we have time for this week another grouse episode of surly if i may say so myself hope you enjoyed it if not as per usual a big up yours from me if you're playing grassroots sport tomorrow go well if not Head on down to Silverdale if you're local. Get behind the mighty coach. Should be a barnstormer of a clash. Both sides coming in off big victories. And I expect this will be hammer and tongs stuff with both teams keen to come away with the five points. Up the mighty blues. Up the Tiger Woods and Cam Smith. And of course tonight, up the mighty Waz. 13 plus. You beauty. It is our year. Enjoy your Friday. How fucking good.